Let Tend Dental make your dream smile a reality. We offer a variety of top-rated treatments, including Invisalign aligners. And for a limited time, Tend is offering $750 off orthodontic treatments. Offer valid through January 31st, so don't wait. Visit hellotend.com slash sale. That's hellotend.com slash sale. And book your free consult today. Stay refreshed with Taste Salud, the ultimate hydration experience. Dive into the world of Agua Frescas, designed to elevate your day, boost your energy, stay hydrated, and unwind with Salud's on-the-go stick packets, each with just one gram of sugar. Exclusive for our listeners, enjoy a 10% discount on your first order with code TASTE10 at checkout. Visit tastesalud.com for the full selection. Taste the difference with Taste Salud. Cheers to health. Got our take cannons loaded and ready. Ready. Absolutely dominant on deep routes. Absolutely dominant on short the routes. Boys are back. Excellent baby. separation against man coverage. This is reception. Reception. The show. Yo, what's cracking, everybody? James Co. Matt Harmon here with you, and you are listening to Reception. Reception. The show. Matt, how are you doing on this beautiful uh, Wednesday? I guess when, when people hear this, will be Thursday. But how are you doing on this beautiful Wednesday now? I'm doing great, man. Uh, you know, I've been been doing a lot of work on rookies uh, for the upcoming rookie report for the website. Um, you know, that should, I'm trying to get that thing out a little bit earlier than it was last year. Uh, so I've been been knee deep in in rookie wide receiver film uh, all day. But yeah, I, I'm doing good, man. It's a I feel really uh, I feel like I'm in a groove this season, maybe more so than ever, which is a nice feeling. Yeah, it's interesting, you know, right? Because um, <laughs> you gave yourself more work to do <laughs> but for the As first time ever. Yeah, I know. Yeah. First time ever doing in-season charting. Um, but actually, ultimately, I think that's kind of sort of helped your workflow too, hasn't it? Uh, yeah, I think so. I mean, not that nobody cares about this stuff, but I would say that uh, while I took on on the outside, took on a lot more duties at, at Yahoo and took on more stuff with reception perception. I got a lot of like busy work and kind of some, some, some stuff I didn't like doing off of my plate. So it's given me more time to uh, spend, you know, uh, knee deep in wide receiver film and everything like that. So, which is the stuff I really like. So, you know, we're, right. we're week eight and I'm, I'm not, I won't speak for you, James, but this is probably the first time that like week eight has rolled around and I haven't been like, almost kind of starting to feel a little burnt out. I mean, I'm tired and, and you know, we're, I'm in, you know, working, yeah. we're, we're working hard and stuff like that, but I'm, I'm having a lot of fun this year, which is great. I don't know for for whatever reason this year, I just feel, I don't know. I just feel more in tuned with everything this year, man. I, I've been like, yeah. I've been nice with some of these calls too, just because I'm so locked in, man. So, right. uh, but anyways, um, let's get to it, man. I, I really wanted to start um, by talking about, an RP favorite and, and really he's like a Twitter favorite too. Like DJ Moore, people love DJ Moore, you know, yeah. uh, for, for not being a, well, let's be real. He's not a household name, not a household sure. name by any stretch, but he is certainly a kind of a football guy's favorite, you know, DJ Moore. He's really had a struggle uh, to start off 2022, but okay. Wait a second. Now last week we saw a little bit of a revival, but I ask you this, do you believe in it long term or was it a one game blip? <laughs> you know, it's funny. Um, obviously, we, we bring this up all the time. The bold prediction on the show about uh, DJ Moore, you know, going to lead the NFL in receiving yards. So oh, always boy. come back to that one. Oh, oh boy. <laughs> and, you know, he finally got the um, 
the usage metrics that I, I really wanted out of him this year, you know, that where he runs a route on every single snap, which we'd, we'd gotten that, but like in week seven, 47.6% share of the team targets, 51.2% share of the team air yards. All we needed to do was get to the third string quarterback, uh, get to the, get, get CMC out of town, get Robbie Anderson out of town. <laughs> and now my bold predictions finally looking good, man. I, so, yeah. And even then it's like, okay, he had, he had seven oh catches, 69 yards and a touchdown. Like that's actually not what I was looking. I was looking for all that volume to turn into more than that. But yeah, you know, I, I, I've always liked DJ Moore's game. I think that as you mentioned, some, um, some fantasy analysts and some Twitter folks are higher on DJ more than I've been, but he's obviously a really good player. And, you know, I did the in-season tracking work on him and, you know, you find out DJ Moore is getting open, man. Of course, DJ Moore is getting open. He's a good player. Right. And, and he was really just in the most dysfunctional environment, but those volume metrics that I mentioned, mm-hmm. um, th- th- that that's really the key there because, if you're going to be a productive wide receiver, uh, you know, low end two, high end three in fantasy, I think that's kind of the best we can hope for for DJ Moore in this particular circumstance. You're going to need to just get a ton of volume, and that is what DJ Moore has gotten and was not getting before that because you know CMC was there, Robbie Anderson was there. They were also getting like goofballs like shy smith a ton of targets and stuff like that um now we're, we're pretty concentrated down to dj Moore, and i think that's what we're going to need but also james um i don't know if you got a chance to, to watch a lot of that game pj walker was kind of dealing bro like he was that was by like a country mile the best uh quarterback play Carolina has gotten all year long so um that's encouraging i don't know if that's sustainable but you know, Steve Wilkes was certainly like, hey, we're, we're starting this guy. No question about it. Uh, no matter who's healthy, Sam Darnold, Baker Mayfield, anybody else uh, next week. So that's kind of what we need is we need P.J. Walker or somebody to play competently and for D.J. Moore to just get a ton of volume going forward. It was pretty encouraging, too, right? Because it was a bad matchup. Tampa Bay secondary is yeah. pretty good. You know, those those corners there. Uh, for the Bucs, they've been performing really, really well. I expected absolutely freaking nothing from DJ Moore. I, I start the show by saying, oh, I've been I've been pretty good with some of my calls. Uh, the, one of the calls that I got just <laughs> dead wrong in the matchups column was like, dude, don't put on the, the clown makeup and start DJ Moore again. <laughs> and right, sure yeah. enough, seven catches, 69 yards and a touchdown later, he had himself. Uh, I'm, I mean, clearly his most productive day. It was a season high. Uh, in terms of receiving yards, season high in terms of receptions, and obviously got the, the the touchdown as well. Again, in a very, very tough matchup. But I go back to this. Okay, so now week six against LA, what does he do, right? He sees seven targets, and he gets seven yards. Mm-hmm. So is the truth somewhere in the middle, or is this, you know, seven catch 70 yard performance is this the new normal for dj right that's kind of the question because i mean the the big stat out of that uh week six panthers performance was that pj walker did he even throw a pass beyond the line of scrimmage he averaged like (laughs) you know (laughs) negative air yards per per pass play right so but again, that was still he wasn't out there the whole game, as we know. But Robbie Anderson was a part of that game. Uh, he got his ass thrown out later in the game, but he was <laughs> out there for a, for a bit. You know, Christian Amazing. McCaffrey obviously out there for a bit. So, um, you know, it's not as if like, oh, you lose Christian McCaffrey and the offense is suddenly better or something like that. But it is um, it is a situation where the volume constricts. I mean, he had had an 11 target game against the Arizona Cardinals earlier in the season, DJ Moore, but um, you know, still not 
not like the, the vol that that's the only other time he's had any sort of volume total like that. I mean, he is, he had a couple of games uh, at 30.6% of the team targets. That was that Cardinals game, you know, 33.3% of the, tar- the targets. That was, um that was the, <laughs> that was the, the Rams game. That was the pathetic uh, showing there, but he hasn't had a volume air yard totals uh, anywhere close to what he's gotten the last two weeks before everybody else was out of the picture. So I think that's just, that's going to be the big thing. Is it going to be, again, is it going to be pretty every single week? Hell no, man. We know that like this offense is still going to be bad, but um, it'll be better than it has been for DJ Moore if if the quarterback play can can cooperate, and not be the 32nd ranked quarterback play in the NFL like it was with Baker Mayfield. <laughs> hey, man, I wanted to bring this up, too, because you've harped on this quite a bit and you've been talking about this for years now. Um, coming into this game, DJ Moore had played about 75% of his snaps out wide and about 25% of his snaps inside. That percentage shifted just a bit, okay? Where we're talking about now 60% of his snaps against the Tampa Bay Bucks came lined up as an outside wide receiver, and then about 40% as an inside wide receiver. Obviously, the coaching change and those kind of things make a little bit of a difference. Look, when you look at the production, Matt, most of it, um, as a matter of fact, almost like 90% of it came while he was lined up outside, but... It's interesting because it almost gives the defense a little something else to think about when he does line up inside. And that part to me seems like, okay, if they continue with that, maybe that is something that's sustainable. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. And I also think that DJ Moore would be at his best if he was more of like a move around the line of scrimmage, you know, big slot receiver type. Uh, I don't think he's he's fine he's actually taken a lot of steps as a route runner like his first couple years he was really 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 raw as like a press man coverage beater on the outside you know and again if you're going to play as a true x receiver you're going to have to beat press man coverage especially in high leverage situations and you know he again he's gotten a lot better about that but um he's still not at like quite the elite levels you know in reception perception he's always been like right around like 70 percent success rate versus man which is good it's it's good enough but it's not you know, it's not up there like one of the, the best receivers in the NFL, you know, not like a, a Terry McLaurin type, for example, who's you know, right. way, way up there in terms of success rate versus man press. But like, I do think he would be you know, better served to be put in those advantageous situations, like being more of a slot receiver. And, you know, that's that's good to see. Um, that's good to see from this coaching staff. You know, I think I think Steve Wilkes kind of got a raw deal in Arizona. That was one of the oh, Jesus, of course. Yeah, that was one of the worst uh, offenses. Not that he, you know, I mean, obviously some of that is his fault. He was the head coach. It was that bad. And, you know, they hired like Mike McCoy, who's, you know, a dinosaur of all dinosaurs in terms of offensive play calling. So, um, yeah, no, there was a lot of problems there, of course. But 
all that to say uh, that I, I do think that, that maybe they kind of got in the lab bit a little bit and like, let's just feature DJ Moore. Let's just get this guy in advantageous situations uh, and try to do, because that's one of the, my, my biggest complaints about the Matt Rule era, among many, was that they were always kind of like a little too static in their receiver usage and especially having DJ Moore as that just pure X receiver that never moved around pre-snap, I think was not best, like not to his, uh, not using him to the best of his abilities. I mean, you talk about Steve Wilkes <laughs> when he was with Arizona. I, I mean, they drafted a rookie and Josh Rosen, who obviously has not panned out. But I no, mean, come on, he, he got Wilkes got totally hosed on that situation. You know, I mean, they're starting this rookie quarterback who, again, came in with high hopes, but obviously did not pan out. Um, and then Wilkes got let go. You know, it's just, oh, man, what, what, a, what a tough situation it was for Cliff Kingsbury, um, which that that hasn't worked out. That hasn't right out either. Yes, absolutely correct. Um, I wanted to touch on some of DJ Moore's man numbers, which you had talked about success rate versus man. Um, in 2018, DJ Moore, 52.7% success rate versus man. That is real low. Then yeah. it's climbed up uh, nearly 10 points in 2019, up to 61.7% success rate versus man. And then last year, it's uh, it's all the way up down to 70.5, which is... Again, that that's kind of that's seventy one ish percentage. That's kind of the threshold, is it not? Yeah, that's um that's where you want to see guys like if they're gonna. It's a solid area, but um yeah. again, I think he's his best stuff comes when he's out in the open field. And this this current Panthers coaching staff, obviously they, they fired Matt Rule, but like they right. never really set him up to be in those situations where um those last couple of years. You know, I think I think this kind of gets forgotten that when DJ Moore got drafted and like, I kind of had a feeling that the, and I was really excited about the pick obviously because I have a complicated relationship with the Carolina Panthers. And I, I always was a fan of DJ Moore as a prospect, but like, you know, that North Turner, uh, the offensive coordinator at the time. And obviously then it became Scott Turner. And then mm-hmm. you know, before the whole team gets pushed out for the Matt rule guys, they loved DJ Moore and they like were obsessed with his, you know, there are, there are like pictures of North Turner looking at DJ Moore at his pro day with like, you know, heart, the hard eyes and stuff like that. He just <laughs> loved that guy. And they did a ton while he was still raw as a technician and raw as a router, as the RP data shows, they did a ton to get him in the open field, get him in open space. And this, the, the Matt rule coaching staff has never done that. They're just like, mm-hmm. I think they're kind of, I mean, they just were really bad with player usage. It's just like, this is our number one receiver. Number one receiver goes to the X receiver and that's where he's going to play. It's like, right. I don't think that's actually the best, the best way to use him, but you know, all this stuff, Really doesn't matter from a brass tax perspective. The reality now is just like he's going to get just a ton of volume. And if they're going to move him around and um, use him in creative ways that aren't isn't just like lining him up like he's Michael Thomas at the X receiver's position. Yeah, then you're going to you're going to see some better numbers from DJ Moore going forward, not just because of the volume, but also because that is the way to use him to the best of his abilities. I think what it does when you slide him inside for at least even a handful of targets, um, I think it increases the margin for error. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? It's a good um, espe- especially for somebody like PJ Walker, where again, you know, like we, we love PJ fine. It's great. Great story and all that. But I don't think anyone's, you know, confusing him for this, you know, elite pocket passer. You know, I, I just think, yeah. <laughs> right. So, so I, it, it feels as if, if you can get DJ more in space and we've talked about this a lot where a guy, if you slide him into the slot is now not having to beat man so much, but more having to beat zone. 
right? And his Mm -hmm. 80% success rate in in that zone area is pretty good. Um, And again, that that just increases the margin for error uh, for DJ Moore to pick up yards, pick up receptions and do those type of things. So it is interesting to see the usage. And I'll be I'll be curious to see if they continue to do that in the weeks moving forward. Me too, man. Um, and you know now they've got Terrace Marshall out there. It's the number two receiver, and that is I'm again. This is something I'm fascinated because but Terrace Marshall was so bad as a rookie. Um, <laughs> oh right. boy, um, second worst success rate versus man coverage number of all time. Uh, second second worst only to the great Justin Hunter. Um, he wow. was also dead last among all the guys. Uh, charted in success rate versus press. He was just absolutely terrible as a rookie. Um, you know, his prospect profile is kind of weird because he had like good success rate versus man and press numbers, but uh, terrible numbers against zone. Um, and his really, he only had like an above average success rate on two routes, like the nine and the slant. I think the flat route too. I'm kind of doing that off the top of my head, but you know, it, was, it wasn't like you look at his route tree and it's like, there's only a few that are green. They're not. And then the rest are red. So, very imbalanced player basically but you know he played kind of as a big slot receiver at LSU and then they sort of tried to have him be a big slot receiver last year you know and Joe Brady was the offensive coordinator there uh before they fired him mid-season as you mentioned with with DJ Moore kind of taking a few more slot reps last week Terrace Marshall only lined up in the slot on 11.6 percent of his snaps last week as kind of the number two receiver and I think if Terrace Marshall is going to be a good NFL player, you don't want okay. him out there changing direction, beating zone coverage in the middle of the field as a, as a big slot receiver. I think you want him streaking down the field on nine routes. You want him doing slant routes. I think he's kind of like a Chase Claypool type of player. And, you know, Claypool's ended up being um kind of a big slot receiver. And that, that's sort of kind of sort of kind of better for him. But, um, you know, more of just an athlete than an actual wide receiver. So why not at least try to get him some 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 vertical routes, basically, is the way I feel about it. I mean, I was so excited about Terrace Marshall, you know, coming out of LSU because, again, he played that big slot receiver role at LSU, a, a position at in that LSU offense that was highly productive and that they leaned on quite a bit. I mean, a.k.a. see Justin Jefferson. Right. Um, yeah. And and he tested amazingly. Right. He, of course. I mean, first yeah. of all, he's, a, he's a James Coe guy for sure. Big, oh, big fast. oh, come on, dude. Six. What, he's six, four. He ran a four, three, eight, 40 with a, a 39 inch vertical. Of course, I'm going to get excited about this yeah. guy. And he's of a contested course. catch guy, too. He's a contested catch Thank guy you. as well. Thank you. Yes, he is. <laughs> oh, checks all the boxes, baby. Yeah. Let's go. I'm not going to be. I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. I was actually stunned that he was this bad to start his NFL career. Uh, but I think it does bear mentioning, right, that, OK, maybe Matt Rule just wasn't utilizing him in the right way. And also when the coaching staff gets down on you because they were, they just straight out, flat out benched him. Yeah. I mean, that's going to impact your confidence. It's going to impact, you know, what you do out there on the football field as well. So I think that does at least it's worth a mention um, that with new blood, maybe possibly we see new motivation. I don't know. We'll see. And we'll keep a close eye. 